Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I don't know when you're watching this or listening to this or whatever we have, but uh, this is the Catanning Podcast, the very first episode, the very uh, pilot episode of the Catanning Podcast. I am Andrew Lattisaw, signing in from the greatest city in the world. Uh, Super excited, super excited to get this thing done. So what we want to do, uh, the point of this podcast is uh, three things, three points. Uh, number one, it's to inform you. Uh, my hope is that we'll have some guests that will uh, bring you some information that you didn't know about a local business or about our city or about uh, how our local government is operating, uh, any of those things. I think it's all valuable uh, just to gather as much information as citizens as we can. Uh, secondly, I want to help you analyze situations. And so hopefully uh, we'll be able to go deeper into, into different situations happening around town. I uh, will be able to go deeper into people's lives and the motives for doing things uh, than a standard newspaper could do and um, certainly that uh, local TV and local radio can do. And so, uh, and the third one is just want to entertain. I hope this is entertaining for you. Hope it's a good way ultimately to spend your time uh, that you could listen to this uh, while you're running or on your way to work or while you're working out at the Y or whatever it might be, uh, that this would just be a, a positive way for you to spend your time learning about different things in our city and learning about uh, different people in our city and our county for that matter. And so uh, just have several different questions here. Uh, hopefully get to little, learn a little bit more about my life today, a little bit more about how I think about some different things that are happening in our city, and we'll just uh, see how it goes. I've never done this before, so you're just going to have to bear with me. I'm used to, at this point, <laughs> doing video vlogs and so I can just kind of step back and if I make a screw up or if I say um too many times or if I say like too many times as I'm prone to do uh, then I can go back and I can edit out all those things this probably isn't going to be highly edited so uh, if something happens and I have to stop recording and then I come back and do more later I'll, I can certainly do that but uh, this will not be highly edited like a standard vlog is for, for, my, for me so uh, I'm kind of yeah, this is more of a sermon for me, which I'm, which I'm able to do also, but I'm very structured in a sermon. Uh, this is more, if you're trying to be entertaining for a long period of time, uh, that's not something that I'm used to trying to do. So uh, bear with me. Hopefully I'll get better at this as we go. But uh, with that said, I think let's just get right into the questions. I'm going to keep this short, hopefully keep it uh, succinct today, and we will uh, do more extended episodes as time goes on. And as I have great guests that come in uh, that can help me to uh, carry the show, so to speak. So the first question that I have is from Sharon. Uh, All of these questions actually came from Facebook. Uh, No one asks questions on the YouTube channel, but if you have a question for a future episode, I encourage you, leave a comment on YouTube, uh, leave a comment on a Facebook post or an Instagram post or however it might be. If you're not comfortable asking the question in public, send it anonymously to me through a Facebook Messenger or through an Instagram DM, and I will be happy to uh, keep your question anonymous and we will just uh, move forward. Uh, however we can. I think all questions should be answered. Nothing is off the table, even if it's silly or stupid, all the way down to the most serious of topics. It's everything is on the table for me here uh, on this show. So the first question is from Sharon, and she asked, uh, how did you end up in Catanning? And so that's, uh, you know, that's an interesting question, how I ended up in Catanning, because I'm not originally from here. I am from Minnesota. And so Minnesota and Catanning are a long ways away. And when you think about moving to Pennsylvania, you don't really think about moving to Catanning. Uh, most people probably don't anyway. Uh, it's a small town on the map and uh, from a small county on the map. 
And I think when most people think of Pennsylvania, they think of Philadelphia and Pittsburgh primarily. Uh, maybe if you know your state capitals, you think of Harrisburg, uh, but that's probably a very distant third. And so how I came to Catanning, I went to high school in uh, Purim, Minnesota. Uh, I'm originally born in Holly, Minnesota, so I'm used to small towns. Uh, both of those towns are actually smaller than Catanning. And so I uh, grew up there, went to high school there, and then I had family who lived in Pittsburgh, on the north side of Pittsburgh. And I came out in my junior year and I visited uh, Pitt, University of Pittsburgh. And at the very last second, I was all set to go to the University of North Dakota. Uh, ultimately, I decided against that with like literally a week to spare. And so right at the last moment, I decided I was going to move to Pittsburgh. I packed everything that I had into three suitcases, uh, flew to Pittsburgh, and uh, that's how I came to this place, uh, or to Pittsburgh on the north side. Uh, then I decided to go to Pitt. I ended up at Pitt at Greensburg, and so I only made it through one year of school, and I got a job working for a state farm agent. I ran out of money. I couldn't pay for any more college, and so I just left. And then after working for a state farm agent for several years, I had the opportunity uh, to become an agent myself. And so when that opportunity came about, I had two choices. I could go to, um, or there were two opportunities available for me to apply for. Uh, one was in Squirrel Hill uh, in Pittsburgh, which if you don't know, is like the richest area of Pittsburgh, the Squirrel Hill, Shady Side area. And the other opportunity that I could apply for was in Catanning. And so uh, my wife and I, you know, I'm opening a financial business. I was thinking, you know, I'm obviously going to apply for Squirrel Hill. Uh, no contest there, no question. And um, uh, when we came, we decided to give them both a fair shot. We came and visited Catanning, and honestly, for both of us, it just felt like the skies had opened up. You know, as we were praying about it, as we were thinking about it, it was like so obvious that this was a place that God wanted us to be. And so we visited Catanning. We had a great experience. Uh, I, you know, I think we both kind of fell in love with the city. And then um, when we went to Squirrel Hill uh, to visit it, it was just like darkness. We just did not feel at all that that was where we were supposed to be. And so it was just crystal clear for us uh, when those two opportunities came about uh, in our prayer time and in our visit that just Catanning was the place for us. Even though it didn't make a lot of sense financially, it didn't make a lot of sense in so many ways. Uh, but uh, God really connected us to this place. God has blessed us uh, with uh, the opportunity to have a building here and to buy a house here and to raise our family here and, um, and to start a church here. I mean, there's just so many things that have fallen into place that I am just absolutely certain uh, that we are where we are supposed to be. I'm so excited about this city and I'm so excited to be here. So that's question number one. Uh, hopefully that answers that okay. And uh, yeah, let's move on to number two. Uh, question number two from East BRA Coffee, I'm assuming from uh, Mr. Mike Rizzo. He said, what do you find most unique about Catanning? Uh, and that's a pretty loaded question. Uh, what I find most unique. I was thinking about that a little bit earlier. And I think the thing that I find most unique is that everyone who visits this place, everyone who's not from Catanning and comes to Catanning for the first time, they love it here. They love it here. They drive around the city, they go across the bridge, they go to the riverfront park, and they're just amazed that such a small town would have so many great things going for it. And the fact that everyone who's lived here their whole lives seems to hate it. I just don't understand that. Uh, it's the most unique thing that I've seen, uh, this complete lack of pride from the citizens of Catanning and this complete love from everyone who comes and visits. That's I think it's very unique to our area, and I don't think it's warranted. Like, I don't think we should be as down on Catanning if you've lived here. 
uh, if you're from Katanning, I don't think you should be as down on Katanning as you are. Uh, we should be excited and we should be hopeful and we should be so thankful for all the things that we have around here. The fact that we're the county seat, the fact that we have uh, a full hospital here, the fact that we have uh, a, a good school system here, you know, for a small area. We have, a, we have great facilities as far as the school with, uh, with the new AHS. <clears throat> we have some other things going for us too. You look at the infrastructure, uh, the fact that you have the bridges and all of the highways that converge here, uh, there's, that you're just you know 30 minutes from the city of Pittsburgh, that you're 30 minutes or 45 minutes from uh, the Cook's Forest area, uh, that we have you know the river as an asset here also, uh, that we have the Riverfront Park and the amphitheater and all those things that uh, don't really belong in a, in a town of only 4,000 people. I think it's just amazing uh, what we have in this city. So that's that's something that I find really, truly unique. Um, there's some other unique things about it, but that's the thing that most sticks out in my head is this disconnect uh, between uh, the two the two parties of people. Uh, I think that that's really unique. I don't really see that a lot of different places, but um, I just think that that's, uh, you know, that's something that needs to be fixed. <laughs> that's a uniqueness that I don't want to have uh, in my mind, but hopefully that answers that. Uh, question number three, uh, Howard from Facebook, he said, what are they going to do uh, with the old Catanning High School? And Howard, uh, I wish that I knew the answer to that question. Um, I know what we had proposed as Living Water Church. We had proposed to take over the school uh, to lead a coalition of nonprofits. Uh, I made a video about it. So if you want to go on the YouTube channel, uh, you could find that video. Uh, you know, what's, it's, I think it's called What's Happening with the Old Catanning High School, something like that. Uh, so you can go check out the video on my thoughts a little bit more about that. Uh, Emerald City Gymnastics also submitted a bid for the building. Um, they were going to utilize the, the gym, uh, I'm assuming, for the uh, gymnastics and the, kind of that whole wing of the building to expand their programming. And I think they were going to do a lot of great things there. And uh, the school board rejected both of those. So my assumption is a couple of things are possibly going to happen with it. Number one, they have another plan that we don't know about. And so uh, possibly that building would be torn down to, to do something else. Or uh, they didn't think they, they thought they could maybe get more money for it. And they're going to reopen the bid process or someone else has stepped up to do something. I, I have no idea. Uh, I've been in a lot of different conversations with different levels of people with the school and with the county and with the city. And, you know, I thought that we were going in a really good direction on that, but I thought wrong. So your guess is as good as mine. I hope that they do something really good with it. I hope ultimately it circles back around and Emerald City has an opportunity or we have an opportunity to do something with it. I would hate to see the whole building torn down and the auditorium. Uh, I think that's a great asset for the city, the auditorium and the gym space and even the, the back machine shops, all of those things, they, they aren't that old. Uh, the main classroom wing is very old, and it, in my opinion, it's going to be very difficult for someone to utilize the main classroom wing of that building. But uh, the rest of it, I think, is just too much of an asset to the, to the city of Catanning and to the Wick City area to tear it down. Uh, one man's opinion, though. One man's opinion. Question number four out of five. Uh, we are 12 minutes in. Wow. I was hoping this would be about 15 minutes long, so maybe it will be. Uh, question number four from Marge on Facebook. She asks, would it be possible to get IUP culinary at K8 at the former Catanning High School? And would it be possible to open the theater as a place like the Palace Theater in Greensburg? And um, I come from Greensburg, so I'm familiar with the Palace Theater. I've known a lot of people who went to IUP, and I'm familiar with the campus there. Uh, these are going to be purely speculative and purely opinion. Uh, as far as IUP starting a culinary school there, 
Uh, my guess, and this is just a guess, but my guess is that would be a big fat no uh, from the IU, from Indiana University. Uh, the reason that I say that is, you know, Indiana University had a campus in Catanning, as I'm sure most of you know, probably better than I do, uh, where the Catanning cottages are now. Uh, they made a bet to get out of there, and they chose not to come back into Catanning, but to go to North, Paint, North Point. And so there's IUP North Point. Uh, my guess is that uh, the people from that are running IUP would look at the look at starting any kind of school in Catanning and say, well, why wouldn't we just do that at the brand new facility that we have at North Point? Uh, it's close enough to Catanning in their minds, even though I don't think that it is. And they look at the North Point area, I'm assuming as being able to draw from uh, Butler, to be able to draw from Armstrong County, and to be able to draw from uh, the north end of Pittsburgh and areas like New Kensington, all of those uh, cities that are down that way. And so my guess, would it be possible to get IUP to do a culinary school here? I'm guessing no. Uh, they would look at the facility. They would say that it's too old. They already have a brand new facility uh, with that with in very close distance to here, and that they would uh, they would go against making that investment, uh, making the theater into something like the Palace Theater. Uh, that's that's an idea uh, for sure. Uh, the problem with the school is heating uh, mostly. Uh, if you're going to do something like that, so if you want to tear down the rest of the school and just leave the auditorium, I don't think ultimately that would work, uh, or it wouldn't be cheap. I should say. Uh, you know, it does have its own air conditioning, I believe, on that end. So maybe you could add some heating, um, but it would take a huge investment from the city, which I'm fairly certain they're not prepared to make, uh, or it would take a huge private investor. And if that was in existence, uh, my guess is that would have already happened. <laughs> uh, if a private investor wanted to take over that building, uh, they could have made a bit a long time ago, um, a bit of probably not very much money. Uh, you know, you could probably get that school if you, you know, our bid was $25,000. Uh, both ours and Emerald City's bid was $25,000. That was the minimum bid. And so, you know, if someone had $100,000 that they wanted to swoop in and, and pick that up, if they thought they could make some money on it, like the Palace Theater, my guess is they would do that. Uh, so I don't think that they believe that that's a possibility. You look at Greensburg and its surrounding area has a couple hundred thousand people. Uh, our entire county, Armstrong County, has 60,000 people. And to be able to support and sustain a theater of that size um, as, a, as a business investment, my guess probably wouldn't happen. Uh, we were planning to utilize the auditorium as a church and then also uh, hopefully bring in the Armstrong Community Theater in to be able to do their shows in a more local fashion. And so that was our plan. Now, as a church, you have a whole different uh, income stream. You know, as a church, you know, it's a, it's a whole different thing than trying to operate a, a theater. And so um, for us, I think it would have been possible uh, for someone to run a theater and operate it as a theater in a town of 4,000 people. That'd be a tough stretch for me. That'd be a tough stretch. So Marge, I wish both of those things were possible. I think those would be awesome solutions to the issue of what to do uh, with Catanning High School. However, I don't see either of those things happening, unfortunately, unfortunately. Now, if you have a different opinion, please tell me in the comments. Please let me know. I'd be happy to talk about it further. I'd be happy to go uh, more in depth into that conversation in the future. And um, my goodness, if you know someone from the administration at IUP, I'd love to have that conversation right here on, that, on this podcast so that we could... Uh, you know, have that conversation together. Uh, my plan is once I have uh, guests lined up and I'm, and I'm starting to do that, I want to put out questions to 
put out the opportunity to all of you to ask questions on Facebook and to ask questions on YouTube, uh, Instagram, however you want to get a hold of me. But I want the questions mostly to come from you, and I want just some of them to come from me because I'm going to have things that I want to know. Uh, I believe that I have kind of an analytical mind, and so I want to be able to get the questions answered that I want to ask. But at the same time, I want this to be for all of us. I do want this to truly be uh, Katanning's podcast. So uh, just a little more information for you there. Last question, final question of the day, comes from Rosie. Rosie, I chose to answer your question last because I think it is the best, the most interesting question of all. Rosie asks, if you would buy the meter lady, the meter maid, if you would buy her a gift, what would you buy her? And if you were to say one encouraging thing to her, what would you say? (laughs) I love this question because I have this, uh, you know, within the the uh, vlog on on the YouTube videos that I make, I often uh, utilize filming me putting dimes into the meter because to me, the dimes in the meter is one of the most annoying things uh, that we have in Katanning. <laughs> I don't see any reason why we need to continue. Uh, to be paying for parking downtown. I don't think we have a parking issue at all. I think there are parking lots all over the place. And if we open them up, even if the street was absolutely full, I think that would be just a wonderful, wonderful thing. I want to see the streets of Catanning full. I want to see the streets lined with cars. I want people not to be able to find parking spaces and to have to use the parking lots. I think that would be awesome. And so the entire parking system of Catanning, it just makes me crazy. It just does. But uh, so... Uh, people think that I don't like the meter maid. And that's just not true. I really, really like the meter maid. I, I, I like that they do their job. I think they do their job well. It's the system that I don't like at all. And so if I would buy the meter maid a gift, you know what I would buy her? I would buy her a retirement mug because if I could buy her anything, uh, that would be my favorite gift to give her is just say, hey, I appreciate your service for the city. Congratulations on your retirement because we're taking out all of the meters. And um, I wish you well. I hope you find a wonderful, wonderful job that doesn't involve giving people $5 tickets. and perpetuating a system uh, that I just don't agree with. But that's a whole different topic, isn't it? And so you see one man's opinion here. Uh, But as a business owner downtown, I think our whole parking system really de-incentivizes people from coming downtown. And when I look at it, I say, you know, if you're trying to say retail spaces downtown uh, need to be able to compete with the Walmarts of the world, Uh, You can go to Walmart and they have a large parking lot. You can park for free anytime. And so if we're going to say, you know, are you going to buy your shirts at the 700 shop or are you going to go and buy shirts at Walmart? My preference heavily would be that you go and buy your shirts at the 700 shop. I think it's a good store. I think it has a great owner. I I love it. I I love the 700 shop and I I love Turney and everything that he does down there. And so I want you to go there. However, when it comes to the fact that I'm going to have to go down there, I'm going to have to pay a quarter, and if I don't pay a quarter, I'm going to get a $5 ticket. It's difficult enough for them to compete just retail to retail with a corporate giant like Walmart. And so then when you come down to the fact that you're, you create these little barriers for people to come down here, it just doesn't make any sense to me. We have to remove all the barriers to, to make down the downtown more competitive for retail spaces. So, um, wow, I just went on a whole different rant there, didn't I? If I were to say one encouraging thing to the meter maid, 
what would I say to her? I would just honestly tell her, uh, and and I have told her. I think that she's a great person. She's she's a really bubbly person. Uh, the new meter maid is much nicer than the old one, uh, much nicer than um, than the than the last one that we had. And I don't want to say anything bad about him either because he was just doing his job. And I can trust me, I'd probably not be a very happy person if I was going around and getting yelled at by every person over five dollars. I would not be excited about that. Uh, but she is a nice, bubbly person. She is like almost apologetic when she's giving you a ticket. And so I don't fault her at all. I've never been mad at her at all. I've never said a crossword to a meter maid in my life. Uh, so I would just tell her, hey, I appreciate you as a person. I like what you're doing. I like that you do your job well. I appreciate the service that you offer to our wonderful, wonderful city. And I wish you well in everything that you do. And so that's what I would tell her. And that's absolutely true. And I would probably say at the end, God bless you. God bless you. And I hope that he does. Well, guys, uh, this is just, like I said, just a little trial run, just a little test. I know we're running pretty long here, running 21 minutes, 21 minutes. Man, the time goes really fast and I can really talk, can't I? And so you see how difficult it is for me to edit YouTube videos because I have to edit out all the other junk that I say to make it short and concise and entertaining for you. But for the Catanning Podcast, for the Catanning Podcast, we're going long form. We're going long form. So hopefully this has been informative to you a little bit. Hopefully you've gotten a, a little more analysis on a situation going around town just for you to chew on, for you to uh, move some of those ideas forward in your mind. And hopefully you've been entertained just a little bit. This has been Andrew Lattisaw in the pilot episode of the Catanning Podcast, signing off from the greatest city in the world. I will see you in the next one.